This music is the prelude, the introduction, and it signals the start of the longest running and most listened to program in the history of broadcasting, Hockey Night in Canada. This is the story of that program, of the man who started it all, and how it became a tradition and part of our heritage and culture. It's also the story of a love affair between a country and a game, the game of hockey. These are today's voices on Hockey Night in Canada. Bill Hewitt in Toronto. Martin moves up to center ice. A pass Armstrong. Armstrong roll it through. A pass right in front of the net. That's his scores. That has scored for the Leafs. Stop. Danny Gallivan in Montreal. Moore goes to the corner. He digs it out. Gives it to Bellaball. He sidesteps the check. Over to Richard. Right in front of the net. He shoots. He scores. Jim Robson in Vancouver. Ricky gets the puck. Third in front. Tavon shoots. He scores! Tavon! Familiar voices describing Canada's favorite game. Voices heard regularly on Canada's number one television show, Hockey Night in Canada. Of all the hockey voices, one stands alone. A voice that has thrilled millions for almost half a century. Hello, Canada and hockey fans of the United States and Newfoundland, and an extra big hello to Canadian servicemen overseas. Foster Hewitt, the voice of hockey. For almost 50 years, Foster's been describing the excitement of the game. It's a record unparalleled in all the annals of broadcasting. Early day hockey happenings fascinated Canadians. Even the Governor General of Canada, Lord Stanley of Preston, the son of the Earl of Derby, was an enthusiast. In 1893, he donated the Stanley Cup at a cost of 10 pounds for annual presentation to the amateur hockey champions of Canada. Since 1910, the famous cup has been competed for exclusively by professional teams, and much of Canadian hockey history revolves around the highly prized trophy. In 1910, the National Hockey Association was formed, the forerunner to the NHL. The seventh man or rover was disappearing from the game and players began wearing numerals on their sweaters for identification purposes. Arenas in Vancouver and Victoria installed artificial ice in 1912 and one of the odd rules of play prohibited a player from falling to the ice to block a shot and if caught doing so he was subjected to a two dollar fine. November of 1917, NHA franchise holders settled on a unique method for dealing with the owner of a Toronto team a chap they considered troublesome. At a meeting in Montreal, they simply formed a new league, which they called the National Hockey League. A Toronto franchise was awarded, but it went to a more congenial partner. Only one sports reporter was at that meeting. He was Elmer Ferguson, then a cub reporter for the Montreal Herald. Later, on Hockey Night in Canada, Elmer Ferguson would become as famous as the players he wrote about. I covered... In this great game of hockey to which we lay claim, there are heroes loved near and afar. But the mightiest name in our national game is Maurice the Rocket Richard. When we need a man to encourage the fans, he'll shatter all records galore. In fact, quite the cream of the Montreal team is Maurice the Rocket Richard. One evening in Boston, they struck at his head and cut him right over the ear. 
With his temper so red and the way that he bled, his thinking could not have been clear. In all the confusion before they'd subdued him, he'd struck an official, I fear. In so doing, you know, he trod in the toe of Campbell, the man without fear. you in trouble by gar though you needed five stitches you're too big for your britches just who do you think that you are now you've done this before and you've made me quite sore and although you are a great star you're through for the year do i make myself clear mr morris the rocket we star in a terrible plight was our forum that night a riot got into high gear and when Campbell appeared, he was slandered and jeered, and his danger it soon became clear. A fan tried to drop him, the cops couldn't stop him, and a bomb made them all shed a tear. As the president fled, they cried off with the head of Campbell, a man without fear. Now our town has lost face and our team have disgraced, but these hot-headed actions can't mar. Or cast any shame on the heroic name of Boris the Rocket Richard. For he will return and his legend will burn in the annals of sport near and far. There was never a name of such stature and fame as Boris the Rocket Richard. And you're listening to CITR Radio. FM 102, Cable 88.5, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio right now? Hello, are you there? Hello there. Who are you? Well, it's Crazy Ed. Hello, Ed. Hi, Nardwar. You're back to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Yeah, but I didn't bring in a $1,000 rockabillies this time. What is going on today, Crazy Ed, on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show? Well, we want to do a hockey show before the hockey season's over, you know, and here in Vancouver, it's three quarters over. And you just phoned me up with this idea for doing this hockey show, and we've just put it together. You just went through all your records and have found some amazing stuff, like right off the bat. We, what did we play right off the bat? Well, we played the, the hockey theme, uh, which was the original Hockey Night in Canada theme up till, what, a couple of years ago. And I did actually say, when, who are you? Like, who are you? What's your background? Ed? You love records. And speaking of the second thing we played, you had a hard time finding that. Can you describe your collection and your love of hockey and what we heard right after the Hockey Night in Canada record? Well, in the first place, in my collection, I've, I've got a, a an average collection for a serious record collector. And uh, and it runs uh, about twenty five, thirty thousand, forty fives, and about uh, fifteen hundred, maybe less than two thousand seventy eights, and probably about five thousand LPs. And that's just an average collection. That's not a big collection. I got to stress that. 
And you had this idea for the hockey show we're doing here today in an Ardwarty Human Survey Show that you would find a particular 78. Well, that was that was kind of key to it. But I've had the idea for a hockey show forever. And actually, we talked about it between ourselves uh, a few months ago, I think, or maybe last year or something. Well, we did talk about it. But yeah, there, there was, uh, you know, there was one particular record it just had to have, which is, uh, I figure, is the very first hockey record. And that is uh, the saga of Rocket Richard. And if anybody was uh, listening as, as we played, that thing. That's the whole thing about the the huge Montreal riot of '55, uh, where Rocket was was fighting a guy in a game, and then as the the referees were breaking it up, the Rocket attacked the rec- a referee and and gave him a good punch. And uh, for that, uh, that the uh, commissioner, um, <clears throat> what was his name, Campbell? Um, what, what was his first name? Clarence Campbell. Clarence Campbell. That's it. Suspended Rocket, and of course that led to the riots in Montreal because he was going to be suspended for the playoffs. And we heard Bob Hill doing that. And this was special for the Nardwarty Human Survey Radio Show. Pretty much a first. We played that off 78, didn't we, Ed? We brought in a 78 player, and we played that off 78. You liar. I taped that. Um, and uh, no, we, we don't have a 78 player here. <laughs> we, we tossed him out in the early 70s, I think. We used to have him in, in uh, CRTR. Well, you looked really hard for that record, though, didn't you? It took well, a long time to find it. Well, you know, back in the 70s, I, I found a copy on the 78, and I looked at it, and I thought, no, I don't want it on 78, because I'm a 45 collector. So I thought, I'll wait till I find it on 45. And I found another couple copies on 78, and it was the same idea. And, you know, decades went by, and I never had a copy, and I th- all of a sudden I got the idea... Hey, there never was a 45 on this one. It's 78 or nothing. So finally, guess what? By the time I'm, I'm th- you know, I guess this is, we're into uh, uh, the the 2000s already, you know. So it was about five years ago that I started uh, the thinking, well, you know, I, I haven't been able to find any 78s of this stupid thing anymore. So I got to buy one. And guess what? It was going for $100 a copy. I couldn't believe it. I think one copy went for as high as like a hundred and a quarter, and here I'd pass them up for nickels and dimes. But I was thinking, though, for this particular Nardwuar Human Survey Radio Show, you really had to find a record. You had a hard time finding it. Oh, in my record collection, yeah, because my 78s are, are uh, kind of disorganized, and I had to go through stacks and stacks and stacks of 78s. And, I, and actually, I, at about, uh, well, it must have been about 10.30 last night, I thought, oh, my God, you know, I don't even want to do this show if I can't play the very first talkie song. And we heard it there. We did. That was Bob Hill and his Canadian Country Boys, the saga of Rocket Richard from March 1955. And coming up right now, another Bob. This is going to be Bob Davies as Big Bob, uh, actually, uh, Big Bob and the Dollars, I believe it is, uh, which is actually uh, Hugh D- Dixon on guitar and Dorothy Dodds uh, on vocal and uh, Bob Davies on guitar and vocal, Danny Smith on drums and Norm Robertson on bass. And these guys went under various names. They, they were the Bob Smiths for a while for, for a song or two. And uh, Big Big Bob and the Dollars was just a one-off and... Uh, and uh, it, it's kind of kind of funny, but uh, yeah, he, he has a little bit of success with uh, with this one. And then uh, and this particular track is called 
He doesn't follow it up. Well, this is the greatest of them all. This is Gordie Howe. Uh, Gordie Howe, and we're going to try in an Art Word Human Spirit Radio show to cover the original six teams here today, aren't we? Yeah, that's a, that's a, a, one of our goals. So there was a, there was about 100,000 copies of this sold, and it's a testament to uh, the popularity of Gordie Howe that this is it was actually a hit record in Toronto. It uh, was top 40, made number 35. And, uh, yeah, it uh, talks about uh, Gordie Howe and, of course, the, the, the famous, uh, what do they call it, the production line, Sid Abel, Ted, Ted Lidsey, and Gordie Howe. And then there's that old thing about a Gordie Howe hat trick. Do you know what that is, Nordor? I do indeed. It's where you get a penalty. Oh, what kind of penalty? Well, you get a penalty. It's like a fight. Well, you no, know, yeah, Gordie is, is you get a, you get a fight, you get a goal, and you have a iced tea <laughs> and an assist. Actually, a goal and an assist, and actually they used to say an elbow because uh, Gordy was uh, famous for his elbows, and actually elbows are flying around the league these days. So, at any rate, uh, okay, let let's hear it. This is Gordy Howe for Gordy Howe by. By Big Big Bob and the Dollars. On an Artboard Human Serviette radio show. Cody Howe is the greatest of them all. The greatest of them all. Yes, the greatest of them all. You can have your choice of all the rest. If you're a Howe fan, you've got the very best. Saskatchewan, his story all began It didn't take him long to be known throughout the land He's all-star right winger of the NHL today Hockey fans from everywhere just love to see how play He's one of the Red Wings, a team of great renown And when it comes to hockey, how's the best in town? He sets up all rookies Playing on his line We know they all thank him Because he is so fine Gordie Howe is the greatest of them all The greatest of them all Yes, the greatest of them all You can have your choice of all the rest If you're a Howe fan You've got the very best Oh, Howe is a big man He stands six foot two He plays defense center He can even play nets We know that Gordie Howe is Abel's best bet Just count all the trophies Big Gordie has won Records on records He makes it look like fun For total points He has him on beat And the goal record How will soon be Gordie Howe is the greatest of them all Greatest of them all, yes, the greatest of them all. You can have your choice of all the rest. If you're a half fan, you've got the very best. There was how Lindsay Abel, a line we can't forget. The greatest line in history, not to be equal yet. Since went past the Lindsay, head then back to how. He took his wrist and finding speed and a big roar from the crowd. Before of his talents galore, and how how makes it so easy to score. We all think he's great, his name will never fall. 
Gordie Howe is the greatest of them all. Gordie Howe is the greatest of them all. The greatest of them all, yes, the greatest of them all. You can have your choice of all rest. If you're a Howe fan, you've got the very best. If you're a Howe fan, you've got the very best. Start the playoffs again For the last few seasons It's been Montreal It's a finished first And won it all It topped the league And never gave up Till it won the playoffs In the Stanley Cup Now this year's different The Leafs have the stuff Toe Blake and his boys Have found it real rough Montreal and Toronto A furious pace And tonight we'll know Who's gonna win this race Now I'm a Leaf fan And I always have been So I went to New York the schedule in where Leafs and Rangers play a battle royal while back in Detroit the Wings play Montreal. Now Leafs need a win to keep its pace and to win this National Hockey League race and I'm sure that Punch will have his boys up to it but he still hopes the Habs will lose to Detroit.
it's underway. The Rangers pass hard and carry the play. They storm our zone all around Johnny Bauer, but they can't put the puck past the man of the hour. Then the Leafs come on and carry the attack With Kelly and Olmstead, Nevin and Shaq Making rush after rush on the Ranger net But a gump and the boys ain't given up yet For the first two periods and late into the third It was a scoreless tie and I give you my word My nails were chewed down, I couldn't stand much more Time was running out and we needed to score Up above the lights and the smoke overhead On the out-of-town scoreboard, this is what it read Chicago at Boston, there was no score But Montreal led the Detroit, six to four This seemed to inspire the Leafs to push on With spectacular drives by Duff and Keon But the souped-up effort seemed to be in vain But they kept on a-trying again and again Then with less than a minute to go in the game A Leaf stole a puck for a clean breakaway Down over center like a streaky tore Right in on goal, he shoots, he scores! As the red light flashed, I let out a roar I was dancing and a-jumping like I never did before And the whole crowd round seemed to go berserk Frank Mahovlet scored his 51st Now tonight the Leafs are in first place And they've won this National Hockey League race And I'm sure the fans all wish them luck As they enter the playoffs for the Stanley Cup And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest DJ. He's back again, Eddie J. Hello, Eddie. Hiya, Nardwar. Eddie J, you were on a Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show a little while ago with Rockabilly, and now you're back not only with Rockabilly or Rare Records, you're back with Hockey Records. Hockey, it's Hockey Night on Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. What did we just hear there, Ed? That was uh, that was a complete fantasy. That was um, who was it now? That Doug was Moore. Doug Moore, uh, a Leaf fan's dream, and and of course, you know the the thing about that is is it mentions all the great players that uh, that were playing on the the Leafs back then. Johnny Bauer, the the famous goalie, Red Kelly, uh, defenseman, Bert Olmstrom, a guy named Nevin. Do you remember Nevin? I I, I can't remember his first name. And then it was Eddie Shack and and Duff. Uh, okay, I re- sort of remember that, you know, way back then, but I, d- I don't remember his first name. And then Davey Keon. And Dick I- Duff? Beg your pardon? Dick Duff? Well, it could be. I'm, I'm not sure. And then it, it mentions uh, Frank Mahovlich, and in, in the Leaf fans' dream, he scores his 51st goal. And Frank Mahovlich does have a record out called All My Hockey Secrets, which is an LP, but today we're playing pretty much 45s, aren't we, of hockey records? Well, not so many LPs. Well, we might get to some LPs a little later in the day, but um, we're, we're playing the... We decided that we would approach this from the earliest uh, to, to the latest. So we're starting with all the earliest stuff. It also mentions uh, the Punch Imlac, the, the Leafs goalie, and, uh, and then they threw in Toe Blake, who was the Montreal, uh, or excuse me, uh, uh, Punch Imlac was uh, the Leafs coach, and it threw in uh, Toe Blake, which was the Montreal coach. 
And all these records are sort of interesting as well because not only are they hockey records, you see the records that demonstrate the different styles of music that progress throughout the eras. Well, that's right. As we go along, we're, we're going to hear all the, the changes as, as the music itself moved along. And so so uh, in that way, um, okay, we, we started off with uh, Gordy Howe, which was from April 63. And that was uh, actually Bob Davies, as by, uh, but on the, the record label, it says Big Bob and the Dollars. And he was on our Rockabilly show, wasn't he, on an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show? He makes another appearance. That's right. We, we were playing his very first record, which is extremely rare. And, of course, there was that rumor that it was never on a 45 to begin with. And then we played, uh, after that, we played Big John Beliveau. And you know what? That was not a hit in Montreal. And, of course, Bob Davies was from Montreal. It was recorded for a Montreal label, Nardwork. Why wasn't it a hit? Yeah, just what I was going to ask you. And, I, you know, the, here's the the, uh, the answer. On the record, it says Big John Beliveau. It doesn't say Jean Beliveau. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. And we will be getting to the Vancouver Canucks as Major. well later on an Human Serviette radio show. Major. And the New York pa. Rangers, too. Original Six, even though Vancouver's not Original Six. Right now, we have something else coming up by Ralph Backstrom. And this is something I got from Cliff Nesteroff. And from what we can figure out is it looks to be a record from like a cereal box or something, doesn't it, Ed? Yeah, it was cut out from something. Um, these things used to go... Um these things used to happen back in uh, in the uh, 50s and 60s. Uh, they came in magazines uh, for the most part. And then you cut them out and you uh, usually you would glue them on or to another record or, uh, or tape them onto another record. And then you could play it on your turntable. And that's what we're going to hear right now. Ralph Backstrom. Who is Ralph Backstrom? Well, I think he was the center for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, um, if there's any hockey fans out there that uh, can remember uh, some of these guys that we can't, like Nevin's first name and uh, and Duff's first name, they can they can phone us in, uh, can't they, Nardwar? 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. And I think on this record, actually, Ralph will identify what exactly is going on. And then we're going to follow it up with Douglas Rankin. Yes, uh, clear the shack. Here comes Eddie. Tr- Eddie Shack, <laughs> clear the track. Here comes Eddie Shack. So here's Ralph Backstrom with a a record about kind of doing your offense on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio program. This one's got a pretty good crease in it, so we don't know if it's going to play. So hang on to your hats, folks. If you go down the list of players on the Montreal Canadiens, you'll find that most of them are graduates of the Montreal Canadian Juniors. And that is the strength of their organization. They develop their own. Ralph Backstrom, the smooth, playmaking, fast-skating center of the Habs, is typical of their farm system's production. He was a great junior for them and moved from that level directly to the big team and has been a stalwart ever since. That's where you need the strength. Ralph Backstrom works just as hard now as he did when he was a rookie to keep his game up to the caliber demanded by the Montreal organization. There is a fine line between being on the defense or on the offense side of action in a hockey game. My definition would be that you are on the offense any time your team has control of the puck with the intention of scoring. At any other time, you must be considered to be on the defense. 
Offensive hockey means the following to me. Number one, getting possession of the puck, and number two, doing anything I can to advance it until I am in a scoring position in their end. They call him the great entertainer, but ah, oh boy, Eddie's no clown. It couldn't be made any plainer, it's great to have Eddie in town. So, clear the track, here comes Shaq. He knocks him down and he gives him a whack. He can score goals, he's found a knack. Eddie, Eddie Shaq. He started the year in the minors and almost gave him the game.
and you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show Hockey Special with DJ Eddie J. Eddie J. A double hit there. <clears throat> well, we played both sides. Actually, it wasn't a double hit. We we played the the flip side. They're warming the bench, so you know we're we're uh, saluting all the stars of uh, yesteryear. But uh, that's kind of a tribute to all those uh, guys that. You know, made it that far that they got their tryout with uh, with a uh, an NHL team, but uh, all they got to do was warm the bench, and maybe they were uh, only got to play five minutes in the league or something. Had their t- debut and their tryout, and then were sent down to the minors, and then disappeared forever. Douglas Rankin and the Secrets from the mid '60s in Toronto, February '66, and that one was a huge hit. Uh, that one actually in Toronto, that one was a number one hit record. Imagine top of the charts back in February '66, and it was uh, on the charts for a whole nine weeks. So you can imagine that one was a good seller. However, that was the A side, not the B side. That was a hit. The B side was not a hit, was it? Well, that's right. We played the B side, which was warming the bench, but the the A side of that record was Here Comes Shaq, and of course that's Eddie Shaq. Clear the track, Here Comes Shaq. And speaking of hits and people that know how to deliver hits, a gentleman also from Canada, Alan Thick, responsible for the Facts of Life theme, has written this little ditty that we're going to play right now, Bobby Orr. That's right, the great... Uh Hero uh, defenseman, the wondrous Bobby Orr. And ne- never forget that goal he scored. Well, who did he score it against? Chicago, maybe? He was, and he was flying through the air. Goodness gracious. And Alan Thick took that moment and put it to wax. Alan Thick with Bobby Orr on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show hockey special with DJ Eddie J. Listen to the story now. Wondrous by the wondrous ways. Wondrous all-star when he plays. Born to be the nation's craze. Wondrous by the wondrous ways. He'll play a tune loud and long. With a stick that can do no wrong. Snare a pass, cruising by. Zip right in and let it fly. Precision plays can be found. And the praise is all around. He's got class. He's got speed, he's got all the Bruins need Wondrous Bobby, wondrous ways Wondrous all-star when he plays Listen to me, sport fans Listen, name the goalie and he'll shine With a blazer to the twine Born for stardom, born to be great He was born to determine the Beantown fate Born to be a stick handling whiz, a take charge guy that knows his biz. Born to be a sizzling threat, a superstar improving yet. Born to be the nation's grace, wondrous Bobby, wondrous way. Take charge guy that knows his biz 
American sports took another pounding this year via the baseball players' strike. Several baseball superstars were threatening to sit out a year or more in order to gain free agent status. According to records on file in federal district court, each team in the NBA has been paying the salaries of area superstars for approximately the past five seasons. Is that what our American athletes are becoming? Money-hungry individuals? just in sports for the gravy? Well, there are some Americans who are sick and tired of it. Does it take a Canadian-born athlete named Bobby Clark to show the way to the Americans? Come on, let's hear it. Does any other team in American sports have a player as valuable as Bobby Clark? One who could demand the same salary as any other star? Of course Clark can, but he doesn't ask for more. There seems to be a happy medium between player and management. And isn't that the American way? Bobby Clark's hockey career began modestly when the Flyers hesitated, drafting him because he was a diabetic, being afraid that he may wilt under the strain of big league competition. Clark was the 17th player chosen that year by the Flyers, and the rest is almost legend. By the way, the Flyers' first choice at that time was a skater named Bob Carrier, who has not been heard of since. Winning the Hart Trophy as the league's MVP in May of 1973 crowned Clark's glorious rise to superstardom. 1973 also held many of the fond memories for Bobby Clark. He was the spark plug and inspirational team leader for the Team Canada's victory over Russia. Earlier in the season, he was given the captain's C and became the incomparable new leader of the Flyers. Then came two Stanley Cup championships in 1974 and 1975, and some people today still call it a fluke. Was it a fluke? Or was it the talents of Perrant, McLeish, Clark, Shiro, and even Schultz that captured those cups? You and I know who it was, don't we? It was Bobby Clark, the leader, the inspiration, the talent, the franchise that captured those two Stanley Cups for the Flyers. It's been proved that you can take away Bernie Perrant for three quarters of a season and still the Flyers will come through with another record-breaking year. With Rick McLeish out one half of the year, Clark's line responded with several new all-time scoring records and Clark personally brought out the absolute best in Barber and Leach. The only time that the Flyers faltered for any appreciable span was when Clark was out of the lineup due to a heel injury for six games. The result being only one win in those six games. So there can't be any other reason why the Stanley Cup is in Philadelphia and will probably remain here as long as Clarky is around. There has never been a hockey player quite like this guy from Flin Flon. Never, ever. 
and there never will again. So sit back and enjoy him while he's around. I never knew such legends as Babe Ruth, the Four Horsemen, Vince Lombardi, Gordie Howe, and so many others. But I do know one of the best, Bobby Clark. He hates 
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show Hockey Show Special with DJ. It's Crazy Eddie. Hello, Ed. How the hell are you? Well, pretty good, Nardwar. How you doing on uh, Friday afternoon uh, hockey show? Loving it all. And Ed, we just heard right there. Well, what exactly did we hear there? The four pucks. That was the four pucks and uh, the roast of the Golden Jet, which was kind of like an advertisement. It's definitely happening on August 12th, but um, where? Was that in Vancouver, maybe? Uh, You know, that was cut uh, in Vancouver at Mushroom Records. What's interesting is basically an ad, as you mentioned, for the roast of the Golden Jet happening on August 12th. And you notice he was playing for uh, Winnipeg Jets. Of course, he's uh, started off with the Chicago Blackhawks. And it mentioned is uh, and he is Bobby Hall. Bobby Hall, of course, yes, the Golden Jet. And it mentioned uh, Stan Makita in there. And and uh, in one little place it says uh, it mentions he hates to fight. And before that, we heard power play with "Thank God for Bobby Clark," which we think might be a sort of parody of the song "Americans" by Byron McGregor, right? Yes, and this is kind of kind of the hockey version narrated by John Facenda, rather. And of course, that's a nice juxtaposition with a guy who doesn't like to fight with the Broad Street bullies who were famous for fighting and intimidation. It didn't matter if they could skate, didn't matter if they could shoot the pup, because hey, they were ready to beat your head in. So you better not touch the puck, or you're gonna die. Your blood's gonna be all over the ice. And we began with Alan Thicke with Bobby Orr. And, of course, there was a little bit there of Ralph Backstrom as well, scratching away. We play as much as we could there. I love these records that survived to a game from, like, a cereal box. Thank you, Ralph Backstrom, for your offensive information. Right now, here's a guy from Winnipeg as well, or at least has a song all about Winnipeg, Winnipeg Hippie, who we've played on Ardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show before. It's Bruno Gerussi. Bruno Gerussi, Canadian scream legend, the Beachcombers. That's right. Signing with the NHL. This is quite an interesting tune, isn't it, Ed? Well, it's uh, kind of kind of a neat uh, thing for it's a it's a lot of uh, it's a dream for a lot of Canadian kids and well, a lot of American kids and a lot of European kids too to be uh, signing with the NHL and become a star. You know, there's there's one more thing about Bobby Clark I, I'd like to squeeze in, and that's uh, that famous uh, series between uh, Canada and and Russia. And, of course, Harlamov was, uh, in his line, was just killing the Canadians. And, of course, it was Bobby Clark that took care of that problem. Do you remember that, Nardwar? It involved breaking an ankle, I think. He took his stick to the guy's ankle and broke his ankle. And after that, the Canadians won. Isn't that the Canadian way? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 1972, ankles broken, skip up to 1978. And here's Bruno Gerussi with sign-in with the NHL. All I want is a hundred foul, my picture on a bubblegum card. Give me a new car every year To park in my new front yard Well, I don't need luck to pass that puck Been scoring since I was two 
And the eagle says if I just hold out I can make all my dreams come true God bless you Alan Eagleson Goodbye mom and dad I wanna thank you Lord for Howie Meeker He's the darn best friend I ever had God bless you Clarence Campbell I gotta thank you Lord Cornell I'm gonna make my million dollars Signing with the NHL A closet of clothes like Espositos A blonde with a perfect pair A little Learjet for the weekend to set And a blower to style my hair I said a little Learjet for the weekend set And a blower to style my hair God bless you, Alan Eagleson. Goodbye, Mom and Dad. I wanna thank you, Lord, for Howie Meeker. He's the darn best friend I ever had. God bless you, Clarence Campbell. I gotta thank you, Lord Cornell. I'm gonna make my million dollars signing with the NHL. A no trade, no cut pack But all I want is a vinyl train To clear the track like Eddie Shad The eagle says I'm gonna make a killing Ain't nothing gonna block my fame Get me girls and loot and a case of brute When I learn how to write my name Oh, get me girls and loot and a case of brute When I learn how to write my name
is more Made it look so easy Number 99 He's a legend in his time They call him the Great Gretzky He had a dream That one day he would be Playing in the NHL He started as a kid But he never quit Now everybody knows how well He shoots, he scores He'll do it once more Making it look so easy Number 99 He's a legend in his time They call him the Great Gretzky If life gets him on the boards He tries harder than before Seems to leave his problems behind It's easy to see Why kids wanna be Someone like number 99 Wouldn't it be fine If we could all stick hand alive Go in 99 Plays again With that famous Gretzky smile It goes the extra mile Our lives would never be the same He shoots his scores He'll do it once more Making it look so easy Number 99 He's a legend in his time They call him the Great Gretzky They call him the Great Gretzky He shoots his scores He shoots, he scores He shoots, he scores Yeah, Gretzky, Gretzky, read all about him. 
one in the winter of 61 Brantford's favorite son He dared to be great, that was his fate Talent there was plenty On every trophy in sight He's the ultimate delight Waves the name that changed the game The legend known as Gretzky held the key He led his team to victory A five-goal night that showed his might The kid was known as Gretzky When he joined the great hounds in the Sioux They didn't believe what the kid could do He did it all and more It's true The legend known as Gretzky Gretzky This golden kid Number 99 He's done much more in 20 years Than others in a lifetime Well, he's tearing up the NHL Imagine when he weaves his spell No one's done it quite so well As the legend known as Gretzky Gretzky You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, hockey song special. His idea, his idea is... It's Eddie's! Your idea, Ed. Hockey songs, why? Well, why not? It's uh, hockey season. Of course, here in Vancouver, hockey season is three quarters over, but, uh, you know, we're hoping to extend that. 
And you, Ed, have diligently put this together in the sense that you want to be historically accurate. I wanted to play an earlier song from the 50s or 60s, but you're saying we've already passed that era right now in our hockey songs. Well, they, they, we, we, we passed on one from 75, so um, we, we, might, we might pick it up. But uh, at any rate, we, we, were in the, we last uh, uh, left you in 78 with uh, Bruno Gerussi. That's kind of a, a neat timepiece. Well, because- that was starting from the top, from the top of the set, we played Bruno Gerussi. Yeah, and he, he talks about uh, different guys like Ward Cornell, who was uh, one of the announcers, and Clarence Campbell, and, he, and Howie Meeker, who was an analyst, and he even mentions Eddie Shack in there, and another guy, Alan Eagleson. Do you remember Alan Eagleson, Nardwar? I do, the Eagle. Yeah, he was a lawyer, and uh, of course he was uh, discredited after a while because uh, he was he was doing a little fudging with the boys' pensions fund. Uh, some of that money ended up in his own bank account. So, of course, uh, you know there, there was a, a time there back in '78 when uh, he was uh, a hockey hero in a way, but uh, within by five years later he was uh, entirely discredited. And then, of course, we played uh, King Richard uh, by King Richard's Army. And, of course, that was uh, King Richard was... um, Who was King Richard? King Richard Brodeur. Of course, from... uh, uh, The Vancouver Canucks. Netminder. What's interesting a lot about these songs is, is that it's King Richard's Army. They never really say who King Richard's Army is, do they? A lot of these songs, like, we played some Gretzky stuff we're going to get into in a sec, but it's like fans or rebounds. They don't really have names, do they? Well, it's, uh, I guess that's like any uh, group that uh, goes by a group name and uh, the individuals are, are just part of it. But then in, in that case, uh, you know, it was uh, a record that was intended as a one-off right from the beginning. So, you know, it's kind of like Northern Lights or something where they, they figure there's not going to be a follow-up. King Richard's Army. Yeah, well, you know, I was just, uh, you know, I was thinking that was that famous uh, 1982 run to the cup. Uh, it was very improbable by the Vancouver Canucks. You know, the Canucks uh, were fighting it out with uh, Calgary for second place in their division. And Calgary had uh, quite a talented team. And when the Canucks uh, beat him out for second place by one point, they were, went into the playoffs uh, as the underdogs because uh, everybody thought, well, Calgary is underperformed, so they're going to they're gonna make it up now. And, of course, the, the Canucks knocked them off. And that same year, the L.A. Kings beat Gretzky and the, and the Edmonton Oilers. It was a huge upset. And then the strength of that, they thought, well, L.A.'s going to whip Vancouver because, uh, you know, they, they beat the Oilers, so they're king beaters. But you know, Vancouver prevailed with, uh, of course, King Richard Bredeur standing on his head. And then they went in uh, to, to face uh, Chicago for the conference finals. And, you know, the, the, the Chicago team had also underperformed. And they had actually finished, uh, I think it was two or three points behind the Canucks. And uh, again, they thought, well, you know, the, the Canucks are, are going to be the underdogs again because, you know, Chicago is underperformed, so they're going to make it up. And, of course, again, the, the Canucks prevailed. So the Canucks went all the way to the cup final or to play for the Stanley Cup without beating a team that had finished above them. 
and that was kind of amazing. And of course, when they when they got to the final, they were playing the the New York Islanders, and of course uh, that was a team where I think half of the guys on the team ended up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And of course, they were just a powerhouse team that won I think three straight any. Uh, Cubs back then. However, the Canucks almost won game one of that one. Well, I think they actually they played them very tough. And uh, although they, they, I think they went out four straight, they didn't win a game. But uh, I think of, um, I think three of those games were like one goal games. You know, they might have lost uh, by with an empty net goal at the end. But, uh, and then I think the other game was, uh, was like a two goal game. So the Canucks played them very tough. Any rate, uh, but then we got into uh, some Gretzkyisms. All kinds of Gretzky, mega Gretzky, and of course Gretzky was one of the best. Uh, we heard fans we with the great Gretzky, and then rebounds with Gretzky. Gretzky, read all about it, and rebounds with the legend of Gretzky. And interesting enough, who wears his head again on an Artboard of Human Serviette radio show, hockey show, writing one of these songs? Alan Thick. Alan Thick, the genius behind Bobby Orr, is back with fans, sorry, back with rebounds, and Gretzky, Gretzky, read all about it. That's right, and uh, and actually he co-wrote uh, the, the legend of Gretzky. Of course, Gretzky kind of uh, redid the game. He was a f- fantastic passer, but uh, d- uh, do you remember uh, Wayne Gretzky uh, in his office? Where was Green- Wayne Gretzky's office, Nerdware? Baboom, I do not know. Behind the net. Baboom. He used to like to go behind the net. Yeah, he invented that, didn't he? Yes, he was the guy. And to come out to the Nardwara Human Serviette radio show, Ed, today, not only did you make a long trek, you also made sure the records were well prepared. The 45s, you washed all these records? Yeah, I washed them and played them all last night. That's right. Well, thanks so much for coming out to the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, Ed. Really appreciate it. We're going to end right now in your idea of spreading from generation to generation, like going taking the music from the beginning to the very end or to the modern day. And we're going to end right now with Propagandi doing Dear Coaches Corner, Propagandi from Winnipeg. Winnipeg's been well represented today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show with the Bruno Jerusiisms and also the Golden Jet Roasting. Props out to Winnipeg. And if we can, we might throw in a few Canuck-related things as well, Ed, if there's time, right? Yes, okay. What we're going to throw in there, we're going to throw in the Canucks theme song, Canucks Are With You, and also something you have that is sort of Canuck-related. From way back in 75, I've got this very odd record that actually came out on the Canuck label by Dave Todd and the Canucks. You know, they weren't the first band to call themselves the Canucks. It was uh, Canucks uh, that were much earlier in the day, but uh, they didn't do any hockey uh, songs. And actually, this one's not a hockey song either, but it's just very unusual that it's Dave Todd and the Canucks on the Canuck label. So we're going to maybe play some Canuck label action, some Canuck records, and also, if we can, a request for Dan and Lauren Laydale's Howarchuk as well. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all, Ed Lasco, about hockey records? Well, um, of course, we another record that we've got uh, that we haven't played so far is that very famous one by Stomp and Tom. But I don't know if we need to play that one because that one does get played an awful lot. The hockey song. 
So here we have Propagandi with Dear Coach's Corner on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Thanks so much, Ed. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do. Last week, by the way. What? Uh, that's what is that going joke. on with you here? No, it's not. What is this stuff on here? We're hockey night in Canada, and we're talking about saving the world and all that stuff. Let's talk hockey. Well, that's the whole idea behind yeah. December the twenty fifth. Let's talk about some good guys. Okay. Let's talk about the troops.
of the most loved and respected punk rock groups of all time. Propagandy. The song is called Dear Coach's Corner. It's off the new album coming out 9th of March. We love you, we really 
this is true And us, we're with you We're really, really with you Yes, we are the beginning of time in the garden of Eden there were only two people there was nothing they needed there was plenty of everything and if you believe the only two people were Adam and Eve and there was a little green snake that you've all heard about had a devious smile we were soon to find out With a little red apple and a woman's mind He's the one who put to work all of mankind Now Adam was warned by the one up above Not to touch that tree or the fruit thereof And Adam being loyal and taking heed Stayed away from the tree but there still remained Eve And the little green snake That you've all heard about Had a devious smile We were soon to find out With a little red apple And a woman's mind He's the one who put to work All of mankind Well, Eve bit the apple Right to the core And the one up above Well he got mighty sore And he drove poor Adam From the garden away That's why man has had to work To this very day Now there's truth lies in this story And I'd like you to believe If your girl talks to snakes You better take your leave She's already got you working You're not careful she'll do more she just might make you lose all you've been working for Cause that little green snake that you've all heard about Had a devious smile, we were soon to find out With a little red apple and a warm smile He's the one who put to work all of mankind with a little red apple and a woman's mind He's the one who put to work all of mankind You know, and my philosophy is for myself is always to just hit the net Dig down a little deeper and work harder That's where teamwork comes in Hockey With a little help from your friends The Vancouver Canucks <laughs> want to introduce you to the rage of South Porcupine, Ontario. This is Don Lever. Don plays forward for the Vancouver Canucks. And Don Lever travels in fast, fast company. Lever racing after it. 
Porche partially checked him. Lieber cutting it on goal. Rolled it in front. McCray stopped it. It's loose. It's loose. They score. Yeah, I was a goaltender until I was 12. And uh, I was in the outdoor rinks. So my, my feet got so cold, I decided I'd go outside and start skating. This is Don Lieber. Okay, Don, what time do you think is uh, most important to really hustle in a practice? Like near the beginning or middle of the end? Well, first of all, when you come out on a warm-up, Dave is... The warm-up's most important. Get the groins loose, get a little bit of a sweat on, and you go through all your motions of uh, one-on-ones, two-on-ones, three-on-ones, and scrimmaging. And then when it comes to the end and you're getting a little bored about the last 10 minutes, that's when usually skating is the best, just to dig down a little deeper and work harder. I guess it's different on goaltenders, but where should you shoot, really, on all goaltenders? I would say... Like, again, it's the whole thing is coming into the goaltender and seeing where the goaltender is. Most of your shots, I think, are from about 40 feet out. And uh, the easiest place for a goaltender to stop the puck is around the knees. If you shoot the puck around the knees or from the knees to the shoulders, he just has to use his hands, which is very easy. So um, 80% of the time, I would say, you should shoot that puck on the ice because he's got to move his feet. It can hit a defenseman or hit your own player, easy to deflect. Whereas when you come in closer, you look at the goaltender and you fake or something and wait for him to go down, then get it up high. Right, it makes it difficult. It makes sense when you think of it. Uh, when you shoot it up high, the goaltender has his glove hand or his stick hand. But if you shoot it on the ice, he's got to move his feet and you've got a lot more of the, the net to shoot at. Most goaltenders now fall down spread eagle with uh, usually a V between their legs. So four places where... Uh, you should be learning to shoot the puck is at each corner, either along the ice, one, two, or three, four is up high, right? So whenever you're going in on a goaltender, always try instead of shooting at the goaltender, is shoot for the corners, always shoot for the corners. You know, and my philosophy is for myself is always to just hit the net because the goaltender's got to make the save. It's loose, they score! It's good to play uh, lines and, you know, you, you realize three guys play together fine. They play well together, but let's say you get uh, three great guys in one line and the other two lines are mediocre. It would be better off to put a guy in another line and balance your team off. That's where teamwork comes in. Okay, I'm a winger. Um, what should I be looking for? The most important thing when you're playing the wing is to make sure you play the wing only, like stay up and down your wing. Three quarters of the game, perhaps, is defense. So that's the importance of playing your own wing, watching your winger. The rage of South Porcupine, Ontario. help from Rick Blight. I grew up in a little town called Oakville, Manitoba. Oakville is a population of about 450 people. That's counting the dogs and cats. If all the uh, rookies were like Rick Blight, we wouldn't have any problems. We'd be in the playoffs every year. He dedicates himself to, to the job every time he goes on the ice. His only problem that I can see is that he tries to do more than his share. And there were a couple of knocks against him uh, when he was an amateur saying that he would not be a good enough skater. But he has overcome that and uh, he practices his skating and he's one of the most intelligent young players that I've ever seen in my life. Rick, you were talking about passing and I was just wondering how important is 
passing skill in terms of team play. You're out there five guys against five guys, and if you can pass a puck better than the other team, you're going you're gonna to be in a lot better position for the fact that they won't know where the puck's going to be all the time and they can't react accordingly. You know, passing is uh, for a forward line is probably their most important thing as a line. Rick, is there a tendency for younger players to overlook the importance of passing skills? Well, you're going to see a lot of kids uh, up to the age of, say, 14 where uh, they get the puck behind their net and it's okay, I'm going to go to the far end of the rink with it. And they don't even, you know, it's uh, 10 guys, uh, 10 individuals out there. And you don't see too many passes where uh, if it's something you work on when you're young, you're going to do it so much better. Okay, Rick, that's the, that's the philosophy of passing. Now tell me, how do you become a good passer? Just keep your head up at all times. Can't make it to every store you wanted to on Record Store Day? Don't worry, we've got you covered. Be sure to tune in to CITR 101.9 FM on Record Store Day, Saturday, April 21st. CITR is teaming up with the good folks at CJSF 90.1 FM to bring you a taste of all the great live acts from a variety of shops around Vancouver. Live bands, DJs, and interviews will be heard from Beat Street, Neptune, Red Cat, Scratch, Vinyl, and Zulu Records. It's impossible for mere mortals to be everywhere at once, but with the power of CITR and CJSF, you can. Don't miss out on Record Store Day, April 21st. Right here on News 101. What motivated you to become a candidate in the provincial election? The media portrayal of last week's protest that resulted in polarizing images of black-clad activists taking to the streets. He was just explaining to us the reason why they wanted to show this film on campus. The official stance is that we are for the Olympics. News 101 reporter Brad Pepping was there. By discriminating against homeless people in Vancouver, there's a disproportionate impact on Aboriginal people as well as people with disabilities. I was pretty outraged. I mean, it's, it is outrageous. 